0: chance you have you have no chance if you had a chance to do the run Nicky split you can't run cause you're the baddest. or well, Rick Flair you know what I'm not a normal looking athlete myself you know what I'm talking about I've been in the games of life it's a privilege and an honor to walk out with Ole Addison like Luga the Ahmed of all night
1: motivation, you know I love you I know he loves sugar, but I checked my pocket, I don't have no donuts, I don't have no cheeseburger, I know he loves sugar, but I ain't got none! To be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, whoo, right here, in Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the Man. Look at a match for the total package like sugar and Super Brawl. Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. You every day of his life just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! <laughs> New York City Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what hard it is. All of I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane! I say thank you very much! Mick make make a good a... 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 delicious initial thing. I hate God! Hit the door! Yeah! today i've got to stop and profile like never before
2: you guys talk about being students of the game i am the game jr up, everybody? How is it going? I hope it's going good. It is a Wednesday night. And man, am I glad to be back. It has been a rough... (laughs) It was fun, but it was a rough week of traveling for me. Uh, I'll get into that in just a couple minutes here. But I am Boxman. This is Wrestling Outlet. And, of course, across from me is...
3: Well, I am the one and only your co-pilot desi, Mark Wahlberg. How are you, sir?
2: Like I said, a little tired. Um I'm getting too old for this shit. Uh <laughs> getting too old for a twenty hour drive, man. Um I did I uh went on down to Florida, took the kids, took the wife, we had a great time down there. Um I needed that. I needed to be reminded. I, uh, I still got friends, just not here, in Texas. Um, but uh, the first night we were uh, first night we were there, I was there for a surprise party for my uh, one of my best friends, and I'm there. And I swear, we would start talking about somebody, and five minutes later they would show up. We had my whole old crew back together. One of my friends, Matt, I hadn't seen in twenty years, basically fifteen to twenty years, showed up. Uh, my friend Joe drove all the way down from Tampa to see me. That's five hour drive. Uh, it, it, it was just a really, really fucking good time. Then, uh, took the kids to do a bunch of stuff, took the kids to do a bunch of stuff that I didn't even know you could do. Uh, because you know, when you live there, you don't do the touristy stuff. So, We took the, I mean, we took the kids on an airboat. I'm like, wait a minute, you can go on an airboat? Yeah, you can go on an airboat. Kids loved it, loved it. Uh, the kids saw the beach for their first time. Um, my daughter wanted nothing to do with the ocean. <laughs> oh, nothing to do with the ocean. <laughs> that was like a giant endless pool. She had nowhere to pull herself up, so she was like scared to death. And, you know, the, the, like, she stood there, and as soon as the wave came up and pulled the sand out from under her feet, mm-hmm. <laughs> who knew she was done, my friend? Done.
3: I wish it could be dangerous. It could be a scary place.
2: Yeah, she put a death grip on my legs and didn't let go, but um, they had a great time. My boys were in the water for an hour. That's about all you can handle out there man it is listen it's hot everywhere right now we're having record heat temperatures here i'm sure you are there i know even over overseas they're having high temperatures so i'm not bitching but uh really you can only be out there so long but uh it was a great time so i'm glad uh glad bianca called me down there and boys had a great time i've never taken my family on a vacation and um I was also reminded that there are amazing looking girls down there. There was one girl on the beach who knew everyone was looking at her. She just kept oiling her body. Mm-hmm. She was about five foot two, had to be, had to be Colombian or something. And maybe Brazilian just kept oiling her amazing. Even my wife was like, does she know everyone's looking? Oh, like, look a fucking course she does.
3: I mean, there were there were multiple clues as to the nationality of this lady before you even chimed in with that. First part would be oiling the body. Second oh. part would be 5-2.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> mm. Yeah, clues. Definitely clues. But um, she was amazing. Like I said, even, she even got my wife's attention. But, I mean, she was just over there oiling everything that needed to be oiled. <laughs> <laughs> and every guy is getting slapped by their wife and their girlfriends, and <laughs> she's just over there, like in a daze, oiling her breasts, uh, rhythmically dancing. Uh, but she didn't have to. Trust me, D- did not need to uh, rhythmically dance to anything. But uh, it was, uh, it was cool, man. It was a really cool time, like I said, I had never been able to be, been able to bring my kids on a vacation and this was the one time we had the the time. my work gave me off. We had the funds to do it. It was like everything just came together very well and uh I was glad. I was glad.
3: I think I'm just gonna go ahead and spend the rest of the show being ashamed of myself because you were sharing. A heartfelt story about like your daughter's First time in the ocean And I was listening along and I was like yeah, uh, yeah The ocean can be scary and you're like Alright so there was a Colombian girl on the beach I was like
2: yes <laughs> well, well, Tell me more I mean all priorities it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all about Priorities Mark I mean like I said This girl even got the attention of my wife mm-hmm. I was proud of my wife for noticing
3: <sighs> It's hard not to sometimes
2: Oh, this one was hard not to i i I promise you anyone everyone I, I if I had turned around and looked there were balconies I'm sure that had binoculars. I know when my dad lived on Miami Beach, he had binoculars.
3: <laughs> just like the idea of somebody just like with from a balcony somewhere with one of those fucking opera glasses that they use.
2: Oh no, they go more high tech than that I promise there's telescopes, <laughs> binoculars mm-hmm. They go high-tech with that shit. Oh, they do.
3: God bless technology.
2: But um, otherwise, besides that, I went to my uh, my friend's bar, the one I had been talking about in uh, Pompano Beach. We went mm-hmm. out there. Yes, I brought my kids to a bar. My God, did and, we get flack or- about that.
3: I went to a couple of bars when I was a kid, and you know that had no effect on me, I'm sure.
2: No, I'm sure not. But I got to tell you what, they had the most fun that night. They went. They played pool. Uh, they played the fake uh, fake darts. He had to get rid of the real darts. I think you can figure out why it's Florida. Um, mm-hmm. So, so but uh, they played darts. They played pool. The food was great. I mean, the food was like really, really like I'm like this is fucking bar food. Holy shit! So I was impressed with the food, and the kids had a great time, and we were out of there by eleven. And it was a Monday night. It was a fucking Monday night. It was no one but nine or ten regulars there who looked like they had been there since, well, nine or ten in the morning. So, Yeah,
3: yeah, it's not as glamorous as Cheers makes it out to be. It's really more kind of depressing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. It really is a little more depressing than what... uh, Cheers does make it to be so much, so nice, so fun, yet nothing you can really do. So, But, uh, no, I mean, it, it, like I said, it was just cool to have the kids out there one more time, you know, or for the first time, and they had a blast. Very good. And uh, I came back, and I know we were supposed to do a show Saturday. I felt like, shit, I should not be driving to a, a 20-hour trip Um, I felt like shit. It took me three days to fucking recover when I got back. I mean, we drank a lot. I'm not saying we didn't. There's also three words, Mark, that I need to tell you that I discovered while in Florida. Okay. Peanut butter whiskey. Holy shit. Peanut butter whiskey. I came back, and remember my wife had to go to surgery the day after we got back. So we get back. She goes to surgery. Her mom comes up to stay with her. What do I do? I go get a bottle of peanut butter whiskey made by Screwball with a K. I
3: actually think I've heard of them.
2: I actually drank the whole fucking bottle that night. Um, (laughs) It was so good. It was so good. Mm. It's only seventy uh you know proof not bad, yeah, no that's
3: what thirty five percent
2: yeah it's thirty five percent that's like nothing, but yeah, I drank the whole bottle um I even gave my uh my thirteen year old a like a like a teeny tiny quarter of a shot of it, and uh he recoiled and farted mm-hmm. so bad I had to leave the room.
3: Well, yeah, at that point, you have to, like, pause the cats in the cradle
2: the silver spoon. I don't know what died in that kid's ass, but I'm like, D- dude, we have to change your diet. I don't know what is wrong with you. I, it was horrible. Um, But, yes, I gave my 13-year-old a tiny, teeny, tiny quarter shot of whiskey. Leave me alone. We were home. We weren't going anywhere.
3: I did not let my drunk child drive, you around.
2: <laughs> no, not this week.
3: Very good, very good.
2: <laughs> and I was the only one allowed to drive in Florida. Those motherfuckers are crazy. Put it this way. I'm telling my wife about, you know, all this shit and all this stuff. Next thing you know, I'm doing 10 miles an hour over the speed limit on the highway. A cop goes zipping by me. And I said, you see, this is Florida. I'm not even going fast enough For this cop to pull me over I'm going 10 miles an hour above the speed limit And he blows past me Like I'm standing still That's it Doesn't even give a shit Fuck me So Anyway that was uh, That was my Florida trip But uh, I had a blast man It was awesome didn't get to see everybody I wanted to. Didn't get to do everything we wanted to, but uh, got a lot done in four days. Okay. Yeah, we got a lot done in four days, so it uh, it it wasn't that bad. But um, man, I gotta tell you, I didn't uh, I didn't watch wrestling. I didn't do anything. I missed pretty much everything. Uh, no, we didn't see any sharks, <laughs> Sean um no we didn't see any sharks it, and it was funny though there was there was news of an attack like the week before but i think it was out in clearwater or somewhere on the uh on the gulf side no the atlantic no the gulf side it was on the gulf side so you actually don't get as many attacks on the atlantic side it's more on the gulf side for some reason out in those tampa clearwater Ooh. the water's clearer so it's I don't know, maybe that maybe they see them better. well, there you go, ah, what the hell anywho I figured I would just talk a little bit about my vacation and why I was gone. I know I was being vague about it. I know my uh one of my my buddy Joe, who came down from Tampa listens every now and then, and I didn't want anyone spoiling the surprise. trust me, my buddy Mike was surprised I was there. You know, it's funny. I got offered tons of jobs. I'm like, "Where the fuck were you guys when I, you know, needed a fucking job?"
3: You're offered jobs, were you? Many. We're talking, and I, and I, <laughs> I ask you that question watching you sip the beer and doing it almost on purpose. No. Well, yep. It's your turn to talk now. As you sip your drink, you let me sip my drink, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you questions yeah. as you take your time for. Recovery. No,
2: we're talking actual, like, uh, like, like living wage jobs.
3: Mm, I see. Okay. Yes.
2: yes. So no tulips. No tulips. No. Uh reasons to bring me back towards Florida. Got a couple <laughs> of those. But uh that's not anything that's gonna happen right now, so
3: I guess it's related news that it it's apparently Shark Week, which AEW gently reminded us of. Oh, did they? Yes.
2: I had no clue with the shark cage and the fact that people were wearing giant shark fins on their heads like it was a fucking Jimmy Buffett concert.
0: Yeah, bad right?
2: I'm sure you loved it. And yes, we did see Boathausen tonight. Sasha, <laughs> SBC, SBC man. Going through some shit. I'm sorry, dude. You need to uh there's got to be some legal remedies. I'm not going to bring up anything, but I, I you should have some legal remedies if you are uh, if you're offering payment. Is all I'm going to leave it at. Right, just leave it at that. You should have some legal remedies towards that. Is all I'm going to leave it at. But uh, good luck on that, man. I hope everything works out for you. Seriously, I do, man. Um, what else? What else? Oh,
3: I don't I know what else. Watch a lot of wrestling i started like actually watching like actual tv shows like a normal human being uh, uh, it, it's a scary transition i don't like being a regular civilian
2: yeah yeah you know it, it happens yeah i didn't do any i didn't watch i like stayed off facebook and everything when i was there i didn't care about news i didn't care about wrestling all i wanted to do was just sit chill and stop fucking sweating. At one point, I finally looked at my wife, and I'm like, "Can we do something tomorrow without sweating?" I could have stayed at work to sweat all day. So we did. We went to the we went to the uh, the National Science Museum down there in Broward. That was fun.
3: The Space Museum in Huntsville over the weekend last weekend while you were gone.
2: Oh, I bet that was cool because there's bunch of crazy shit going on in space right now and
3: it was pretty wild because it's again in Huntsville Alabama
2: Mm. there's
3: a lot of people who are surrounded by all kinds of uh, different science things and stuff you know exhibits and whatnot and uh it's the kind of people who don't believe in science so it was very interesting I saw a mullet while we were there by a woman a woman was wearing the mullet oh yeah Fucking wild,
2: mm-hmm.
3: that fun. Um, all kinds of interesting people. It was, it was a great people watching experience. I got to touch your anus. That was fun. I, Whoa.
2: I I don't remember that.
3: <laughs> well, you are pretty drunk.
2: I obviously. I mean, I hope I liked it.
3: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
2: There you go, sir. All right. <laughs> oh fuck. All right, you know what? It's ridiculous to even do plugs at this point. Let's just get right into fucking wrestling. Um all right, so we're gonna have to I guess Can since it's the most
3: important thing that there is to talk about.
2: Well, I mean I, 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 there's important stuff to talk about in wrestling this week.
3: Yes, yes, indeed. Um, I'm trying to pull it up. That, it would make sense if I had this ready. Oh, here we go. Jim Ross had himself some fun on Twitter Monday.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah Jim Ross being um, a little uh, flirtatious with the young ladies. <laughs>
3: Yes, of course, uh, Natalia posted a photo on Twitter of her and her sister enjoying some recreational time by the pool. Mm-hmm. They were all dressed rather appropriately. Everything was above board. No need to worry. Nope. Jim Ross <laughs> tweeted, quote, she's gorgeous at Nat by Nature. Runs in family. Cowboy emoji. Wish she was a bit older. Wiki emoji. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so Ross just blatantly out here telling Natty that she wants he, that he I don't know why I made Jr. a girl that he wants to fuck her sister. Which, if she's listening, I, same. But anyways,
2: yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, who? I mean, they are. Dude, they could make some real money together on, in the industry. If you <laughs> yes, understand yeah. what I'm saying.
3: I mean, it, it's not, it's basically the same industry. There's a lot of baby oil, right. uh, readily available drugs, a lot of faking things. Yeah, um, It's just, it's all, you know, working.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: There's, a, there's a lot of, and, and gimmicks are usually involved too sometimes. So it, it's, it all works. It all works.
2: You're right. You're right. And there are definitely more, more gimmicks involved uh, nowadays. Um, there's clowns and shit nowadays. Mm hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I see where you're going there. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter, I guess. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, I... Hey, Jr. shooting his shot. I mean, what are we going to do?
3: I had a pretty fun time with it because, like, as it happened, I was in Jack Evans Twitch chat and just listening to him, like read the messages and laugh to himself was pretty fucking entertaining.
2: I mean, I, I, I can't blame JR that uh, they're both. Uh, Natty is getting older and hotter. I don't get it, but mm-hmm. that picture she took the couple days ago in that pink lingerie. Oh my Lord, dude, she just looks amazing.
3: Yes. Yes, indeed.
2: Yes, indeed, indeed.
3: I know she like kind of grew into her paws like a puppy would. Like she just always she was meant to be a milf, and then she just got to an appropriate milf age, and you know, she's flourishing.
2: Now she's even more milfy than she was when she wasn't a milf. What? Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure where I'm going with that, but definitely, definitely looking good. And her sister's gorgeous, dude. They, they're but I mean, Jesus Christ, they're both just hot and. I, It's a little weird what they're doing But
3: oh, It's very weird It's
2: but popular not,
3: So I don't have to deal with all that
2: It's normalized on Pornhub And uh, I don't think there's a problem with it I think we should just leave it at that
3: Yeah, yeah you know They're both adults
2: Thank God
3: mm.
2: <laughs> Thank God they're both adults My man, absolutely
3: quite grown. Glad
2: they're grown and adult and stuff like that. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. All right. Um so I see we have the age old uh AEW Aubrey Edwards uh, is a horrible fucking ref. I I may be in the minority, but I like her. She's animated, she's just a she's just seems like a fun chick. I like her. I know, like I said, I'm kind of in the minority. I don't know, Smart. What do you think?
3: I was just getting a laugh out of SBC's description of the AEW referee staff. <laughs> course, the AEW ref suck. Aubrey, old bald guy, younger bald guy. She is a narcissist. She seems to need attention on her. Uh, all the bald guys, Rick Knox, I believe. Younger bald guys, Bryce Remsberg, I believe. Right. I mean, those are two of them. I just don't know which one fits which role. But wow. that, who I'm going to put in those categories? Uh, but, 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 I, I don't really have any. I don't notice her. But I've we've watched so much WWE in the past that we've been. Condition to not pay any attention to referees or ring announcers or commentators, it all just becomes a collection of like background noises.
2: Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I, mean, I guess they're saying not no DQ. I mean, she's just she's just an animated girl. I just have no problem with it. It really. She doesn't take me out of matches. It doesn't bother me. And you're right. We have been kind of conditioned and or trained to just kind of just not even give a shit about the referee. notice the referee or anything. And truthfully, sometimes I'll, I'll see those like, you know, those little videos that come out of her reacting. And I'm like, didn't even catch it till y'all fucking showed me. Didn't even fucking catch it.
0: Yeah,
3: I think it's like maybe just a cultural thing because there's like wrestler within the wrestler's but referees in other countries that are like f- kind of famous. Like, New Japan has their has red shoes. Everybody loves red shoes and fucking Triple A Triple A for whatever reason like they straight up have referees that are just straight up corrupt. So like they get involved in matches and they cheat for people and kind of the Nick Patrick role that he used to be in WCW's It's just kind of, I don't know, it's a philosophy. It's a bigger deal to some people than it is to others. I don't really notice or care, honestly.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. And, I mean, you know, Sean's saying he's oblivious to the referees too, but noticing her, I'm telling you, you're noticing her because they keep showing her doing things that you probably didn't even notice before. You probably didn't. And a lot of times, a lot of that stuff is on AEW Rampage or AEW Dark. It's just it's uh, people are making way too much out of her, but I don't know. I see no problem with it. I think she looks like a fun chick. I I have no problem with her being animated. Her having a good time out there. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure who who needs to hear this, but you know you're supposed to enjoy your job, especially when it's probably your fucking dream job.
3: Girls just want to have fun. I get what you're saying.
2: Well, there's that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Why isn't she in the Hall of Fame now that Jim Ross is gone from WWE? Can you? Why is Cindy Lauper not been snuck in there?
3: You know, that's a very good question. I, I can't answer that for you, though.
2: And for the life of me, I, why will no one ask Jr. what his big fucking problem is with Cindy fucking Lauper?
3: I mean there's just some things that you don't ask You know you don't ask a woman their weight Or their age You don't ask Jim Ross what his problem with Cindy Lauper is It's
2: I, I I don't know It's got to be something Because like I said he I mean he tore her apart Um all right, Sean says she doesn't, Cindy Lauper doesn't want to be a part of it I, I don't know about that man I don't know. I think she might want to be. I mean, she doesn't have much
3: going on at the moment. Last time I seen her, she was on like some commercial for like skincare products or some shit.
2: Was it skin skincare or was it some sort of like? Uh, I think she does like a, one of those uh, like Jamie Lee Curtis Infamil commercials or something.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, was about, it was for like a skincare. She didn't yeah. have like any actual like
2: illnesses. That might have been what it was for. No, I know. I've seen around one of those commercials too, and I got no fucking clue what it is. But uh, all right. I guess Cindy doesn't want to be in it. That's weird. Oh, Jim Cornette said it? Mm. Uh, Jim Cornette said it. I'm not sure. Not sure I can believe oh. that.
3: That's what it was for.
2: What?
3: It's Cindy Lauper in those commercials. She has commercials for psoriasis. Okay. Uh, Cosentix.
2: That's what it is. Okay, you're right. Skincare. You were right. You were right.
3: Yeah, I knew it was some kind of dermatological problem.
2: Man, all kinds of Jim Ross stuff going on tonight. Uh, just need to figure out why the poor guy doesn't like her. I'm, I really want to know. I really think this is something we need to dig into. His hatred. For Cindy Lauper, I don't get it.
3: Does Conrad never uh, probed him for this information?
2: Oh well, I, I I guess not. Fucking Conrad, a con man. Conrad's back again. Dude, I'm sorry. This whole Ric Flair thing is all Conrad. I'm sorry. I think he's using the guy to get his little uh, to, to to get his little show uh, uh, more people to come to it. He's using. A fucking damn near 80 year old man.
3: Do you think like, Do you think Paul Heyman ever gets mad that he's like doing his gimmick but better than him? <laughs> and then, like, in real
2: life? <laughs> I, 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 maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's awful, man. That really is awful.
3: Sean's saying that she was friends with Lou Albano and now that Lou Albano is gone, she doesn't want anything to do with wrestling. She's trying to distance herself from that. That's what it is. That's what he was saying. He says he remembers.
2: Uh, Okay, that makes sense. And she was very, very, very good friends with Lou Albano. Matter of fact, uh, Captain Lou Albano was in that Girls Just Want to Have Fun video. And, um, right, I can see that. I can see her not wanting to have anything to do with wrestling, but she was a big part of it. Surprised they just haven't thrown her in the fucking, you know, Legends wing just to piss off somebody.
3: Well, uh, I mean, the day is still young, I suppose.
2: <laughs> Anything can happen, is what you're saying. Okay, I get you.
3: That's right. Mm hmm. see. So apparently there's a, there's a really bad video of uh, shitty acting, I guess Sean said. Conrad is the biggest con artist there is. Did you guys see that stupid video? It was horrible acting, the jumping of Flair. I guess they they, they shot an angle of Ric Flair getting jumped. What was even better was Jeff Jarrett and Conrad on the podcast so today were selling the whole angle and then tried to make it the real whole show then on Ric Flair. Ric Flair was acting like, nope, it's all bullshit. Ric Flair is not even taking it serious. So apparently they were trying to do a work and Ric Flair was just no selling it. The,
2: this, this, I, I know I might be being a little snowflake but this is like, this is at some point, this is elder abuse. I'm sorry. I mean, look, I, I don't need to see Ric Flair back in the ring, especially with a pacemaker. Thank God they made that match a a tag team match. Uh, Matter of fact, it's going to be Ric Flair and his son-in-law, Andre L. Idolo versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Um, Not bad. I guess, uh, thank God it's a, like I said, thank God it's a fucking tag match. Hopefully, Flair's not going to do much, not going to take many bumps. I, I agree with Sean. It's mainly going to be Jay Lethal versus Andrade most of the match. I just don't see how much Flair is going to do. I don't know, man. But, I mean, there are a few good Matches on that card, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a few we got. Uh, Killer Cross with uh, Scarlet versus Harry Smith. Uh, let's see, we've got uh, the Wolves, Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards versus the Motor City Machine Guns. My God, we're going right back to Impact. That is a definitely an Impact match.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we've got the Von Erichs versus the Briscoes. That's going to be a good fucking match. Yeah. Uh, Clark Connors versus Ren Narita. Ray Phoenix and Taurus versus Laredo Kid and Bandito. Rachel Ellering versus Diana Purrazzo and Jordan. I don't know when to get my foot out of my mouth. Grace. <laughs> Carrie and Ricky Morton with Robert Gibson. Yeah, buddy. Versus Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Henderson Josh Alexander versus Jacob Fatu, and there's going to be a bunkhouse battle royal, baby. That's right. Oh, yeah. So let's see. We've got this video here. No one attacks Ric Flair and gets away with it here. I see it. Hold on. Sean just sent it to me. Hold on. Is it worth playing? Let me get it. Let me get it pulled up here.
3: Well, as you look at that, I have to say that I am incredibly impressed with Jeff Jarrett's ability to make money. <laughs> I, I don't care about in-ring stuff. Jeff Jarrett is the best worker of all time, because that motherfucker knows how to get paid. He's... He was on the GCW pay-per-view earlier this year. He's going to be on this Ric Flair retirement show thing that's probably not his last match, but it's just a way to get a lot of money. Yeah, And he's going to be refereeing a match at SummerSlam. Like, this motherfucker is a genius at making money.
2: He's got something going for him, so... All right here, let's uh, go ahead. Here we go. Okay, I've got the video. I don't know what it is. I'm playing it. Oh, the last match. Oh, this is five minutes long.
1: Hey, there he is. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Great press conference. Hey, you even had the mayor's office out here, and I couldn't even get an invite. I had to fly myself out here. Oh, you really geez. gonna make me pay what? no, 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 shut up, on a serious note, I can't tell you how badly I feel used. You used me. All this time, you used me. I just wanted a little bit, a little nugget. I couldn't even get on the show. That's, I, that's disrespectful, and you know it. Could you put yourself in my shoes? Don't turn around. Don't touch me again. You see, this is that's what I'm talking about. No, I, that's I, what I'm talking I talk, about. I talked to guy, thank you. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It. You I know do. what? Yeah. About I mean, time this yeah. happens. Oh god, I'm my surgery. Hey, come on! Hey, oh, my, hey with all, come due, come respect, with come on. all on. due respect, With all due respect, this has nothing to do with you. He's had this. No! No! Oh. Hey! Yeah! Somebody! Oh, hey! Get, let, get the hell off me! Jay, Jay, get Jay, your hands off Jay, me. Jay, Jay, Jay. Wait, are you me! Are you kidding me? Are you
2: kidding me? Oh, we got Jeff Jarrett in the parking lot. We've got it, it, it. Oh, that's right in my surgery. Uh you're going to be saying that a lot more.
3: Yeah, I'm going to have to agree that the acting was uh, not exactly Citizen Kane-esque. <laughs> Citizen
2: Kane esque,
3: huh? Uh, it's a bit, a bit short of Casablanca. I'll,
2: I'll, I'll, I'll go with you there. I, I, I think you're right. I mean, it's, it's not bad, but I've, I've, I don't know. You want to keep playing it or no?
3: I mean, I, sure, why not?
2: Oh, okay.
1: You see? I said F- off, jerk. Tired of you, you old man. Stop, Hey, wait a minute. Come on, come on, Jay! Stop! God, man. get up, please. Jake, he deserves this. Every second, Every second of it. Every second of it. Jay,
2: you have a right to your own Stop. And Karen, Karen gets her name out there too. See this? She's in it too now.
3: Taking that paper.
2: All of them, man. All of them out there doing it. All right. Yes, Dirk. Jay Lethal tried. He did. He did his best.
3: Yeah, the, the best heel on this video is somebody who is just not accustomed to playing heel.
2: I know. Meanwhile, you're right. he is a great heel, Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. All right. Anyway, anywho. Yeah,
3: I think I think that's kind of my takeaway from this. Is just any I'm all about anything that gets Jeff Jarrett more money. I'm not even that big of a I'm not like that big of a fan of the guy as a wrestler. I just I appreciate his hustle.
2: You have to, man. He's out there trying to do what he can. Uh let's see Sean says on the podcast Ric Flair talked about how he wasn't going to dig himself or I think he meant gig. Um he didn't want to bleed until the match. And they hit him. Tell me this man is not going to bleed. Please don't let this man gut himself. See, hit him he's, with Aaron's shoes. He was bleeding the hard way. He's probably on blood thinners. I don't want to see this. I don't want to fucking see this. I, I really don't, dude. I, I'm not going to watch it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to see it. I don't. I think,
3: actually, I think Sean just inadvertently made this a lot better because he said this is like a bad Spanish soap opera. And that would be amazing if that was in Dry Day's part in all of this. He was just oh. like acting like he was in a telenovela. Like yeah. he had like a buttoned up shirt on that was all unbuttoned except for like the bottom one. and he just had like he kept like playing with his hair the entire time. And there was like like fucking music playing behind him every time he said something.
2: That would be great. I would love that. <laughs> uh, see Dirk, he's probably on blood dinners. I agree. The guy probably is on blood dinners. He should not be doing this match. I'm sorry. I, I like, I mean, sorry, I might sound snowflakey. I apologize. I'm worried for Ric Flair. I I am sorry and I apologize for worrying about this man. I'm sorry.
3: I mean, I don't know, worst case scenario, like. <laughs> Conrad gets outed as, like, the con man that he is if something bad happens, and then best-case scenario, everything goes off without a hitch and nobody gets hurt. So, so like, I'm, either way, both outcomes are potentially positive in, from my outlook.
2: Well, I mean, if something happens, Conrad probably had this guy sign so many goddamn waivers, no he's he, no way he'd be responsible. He's got, like, the fucking Lloyds of London insurance policy on him. yeah. Who is that? That
3: was uh, fucking like Rick Rude that had that done.
2: He took out a Lloyd's of London policy. I might need to, man. I don't know something, but uh, Dirk saying soup agrees with me on that too. I, I, I haven't listened to them in a while, but I wouldn't doubt it. And I know, uh, I mean Don Tony defends the shit out of Conrad, but
3: maybe that's the true main event in all of this is like when Ric Flair's last match and then he like sort of goes out Randy the Ram style and then you have a match between fucking Conrad and Feinstein on who can make more money off of his corpse.
2: Ooh, hide your kids.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, like he's like out in the ring and he's all just sprawled out and like Feinstein's grabbing his arm and using it to like sign autographs that he's hawking on Facebook.
2: (laughs) Yeah you know as far-fetched as it sounds it uh it could happen but uh anywho, um I, d- d- sean i i I agree with them I think Conrad is a fucking con man i've called him I mean, we even named a show con con man or conrad con, uh con man conrad I think the guy is a complete con man I can't believe people haven't caught on yet. I cannot believe people have not got this guy figured out. I think he is just transparent as hell. What he's doing, I and I have said before. I do not. I, I do respect the guy's hustle, but I really just don't. I think the guy's slime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I am being nice, I think the guy's fucking slime. <laughs> I mean, as yes, both things are true, he's
3: good at what he does, but what he does adds absolutely nothing of value to society in any tangible way.
2: Listen, there's some fucking criminals out there that are really good at their fucking job, but that doesn't, you know, make them good people. There's fucking hitmen mm-hmm. that are great at their job, but that doesn't make them good people. You know what I mean? Indeed. <laughs> You know, hey, I mean, look, I'm sure there's a hitman out there that's just out there hustling every day, you know, but uh, I wouldn't want to do business with the guy just because he's out there hustling is all I'm saying.
1: Mm.
2: I don't know. Uh, I just I, I see some people defend him and I I I just don't get how you can do it. But I don't know.
3: Would I defend know. him dot 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 for free question mark. I mean don't get it twisted If you're listening right now I, you know, Opinions change often And uh, people can be influenced But I can't fathom anybody coming to his defenses For free But then again I've also seen any number of shows Wrestling shows Where like motherfuckers will hold up signs Of people from like Busted open or whatever And I think I've seen one or two Save with Conrad signs Which if you're bringing a fucking Conrad Thompson sign To a wrestling show and you're not being paid for it just my goodness like just fucking get a nosebleed seats and hang out for a
0: while
2: well and i might be literal in my usage i i I understand where you're going i think if you have a conrad sign you probably have a replica belt and still live live and you live in your mother's basement um (laughs) <laughs> That's probably where you're at right now um, If you're listening, I'm sorry Anyone listening in their mother's basement It's cool I wish I had a basement here <laughs> Somewhere to do the show
0: <laughs> Basements
3: are pretty cool
2: I know I, 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 I Only one st- state I've ever lived in had basements That was Boston And I only lived there till I was six So I don't know
3: my uncle lives in Indiana. He has a basement in
2: his house. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no basements here. No basements here. There's definitely no basements in Florida. Didn't have basements in North Carolina. No, no basements. It sucks. No basements around here. But uh, anyway, I just think that it's going to be a... a, a, a the, the, the the main event match itself, I think, is going to be just a fluff and... and Blah, but Ric Flair will go in there, do one or two things. Hopefully everything ends up okay, and I'm not. I'm not I'll listen and see what happened in that match, but I'm really not going to watch it. Um, I mean, there's, it's just not worth my time. But anyway, I didn't want to sit here and spend damn near an hour talking about this Ric Flair thing. And how much of a con man Conrad is I think we all know by now Uh, Yeah, we we
3: gotta kind of pace ourselves Because we have a lot of people we want to make fun of tonight So
2: (laughs) Yes, there's so much to get into And by
3: I I just mean me Like, that was half of the articles I sent to you Were like, look at this motherfucker
2: I know I know, and I really don't have that much Actually, some of our stuff just kind of ties right in together So that's not gonna be Not gonna be too tough Um I guess what should we just kind of roll into from there? Um, uh, let's see here. I guess we can talk about. Um, all right. You know what? I, I guess, I mean, we've got a few things here to get into about Vince McMahon. And my story ties right into your story, Smart. So we'll just kind of do them both together here. All right. Uh, Vince McMahon. We all know he's been in the news and few things going on around there. So, there was a documentary for Netflix we had talked about a while back, Smark. You remember this? I absolutely
3: remember this because I was beyond hyped for how fucking untrue and just hyperbolic it was going to be. It was going to be wonderful.
2: Yeah, I think it's uh, so untrue and hyperbolic and probably revisionist history that they just decided to cancel it. They pulled the whole thing It's not even on the spreadsheet anymore for Netflix. It's not on the upcoming. Um, And it's not good. It's not good at all. I'm wondering why it got pulled. Uh, We literally just talked about this in November. Uh, That's when Dave Meltzer reported this. November 2020 is when we were back talking about this and they said oh, oh you know Vince was all in on this and blah 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 and I got a feeling he wasn't very in on this but definitely not um not something I expected I we I just expected it to be a fluff piece I think both of us used that word when we talked about it so that one though for Netflix so far has been completely canceled and, I mean, I can't really blame the person. I mean, what do you do now? You're going to have to add another fucking three hours to it. Yeah, yeah. Like season two will have to be called The
3: Truth. Or mm. it's just like the first season is just dead. Or I guess the first film is just an entire fluff piece. And then the rest of it is like, all right, well, you know, here's what actually happened in this entire story that we've been telling you.
2: So it'd be like Young Guns 1 and then the true story, Young Guns 2. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Young Guns 2 is more of the actual Billy the Kid story than Young Guns 1 is. Young I Guns have 2. the link for it. There Apparently
3: Titus O'Neil cut a ra- rather interesting promo. But um, in relation I, I to... I heard all- about that. Yeah, I, I was looking forward to the Netflix documentary because I, like... You were saying WWE was supposed to be involved in it. Vince McMahon was supposed to have a big hand in it. And it seemed like it was just going to be just the ultimate, like, unrealistic, complete lies and fabrication revisionist Mm -hmm. history. And it was just going to be like, I was going to absolutely watch it, but I was going to watch it, like, just for fun, for a good laugh. Unfortunately, that's not going to be happening now. So that's a bit of a bummer. Mm,
2: I guess guess a little bit of a bummer because... You've got other news. (laughs) Uh, There's going to be a
3: documentary of sorts on Vince McMahon, I guess, because the world of WWE head... Vince McMahon will once again be covered by HBO's Real Sports with Brian Gumble. How about that? As reported by PW Insider Saturday and discussed on McMahon on Monday, <laughs> McMahon's Wrestling Observer. I want to hear that show <laughs> on Monday's Wrestling Observer Radio. The long-running sports journalism show will cover the current. Uh, I don't know why I can't say that word. <laughs> Uh, So anyways, they're going to be covering Vince McMahon's issues, given the multiple allegations against him and of various hush funds to former female employees covered in full by the Wall Street Journal. In their report, PW Insider reported HBO has been attempting to reach out to former female employees of the company. It is unknown when the piece is being targeted for the show airs monthly year round. It's not the first time WWE McMahon and the pro wrestling industry has been featured on Real Sports. The most notable feature was in June 20, or 2003, when Armin Katayan discussed a focused piece on the then-growing amount of popular or of early deaths in pro wrestling. Roddy Piper was prominently featured, essentially forecasting his own passing in addition to mcmahon himself in the infamous outburst from the piece mcmahon bristled at the notion he had anything to do with the aforementioned deaths due to drug use and other factors slapping katayan's papers in an angered outburst that was a there's a very famous clip of him just fucking slapping the papers out in the guy's hand i
2: remember that i do remember that i remember him Almost killing Bob Costas too mm-hmm. But uh, Vince is not very good With wrestling journalists Or sports journalists As they call themselves um, So alright it looks like we're going to get Some sort of fluff piece on Vince That we uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean what else yeah, are you going to
3: call these This is exactly going to be a fluff piece I feel like this might be a little bit closer to the truth I, and, I think But I, I actually in a sense kind of don't like Blame Vince for just having Being really fucking shitty at PR When it comes to dealing with sports Journalists mm-hmm. because if you think about it like He usually has to deal With Meltzer like he doesn't have to Deal with actual journalists all That often so like fucking Dealing with Meltzer versus dealing With like Bob Costas is like Dealing with a fucking romance novelist And then having to deal with like Ernest Hemingway
2: like it's just two different Ball games Oh yeah it is but i'm i i just think this is going to just be a fluff, fucking fluff piece again we're going to hear how great McMahon is and how he revolutionized the business and nowhere in there are you're oh, going to no, hear any bullshit that we that they don't want to put in
3: i disagree entirely if it's if it's real sports they're going to be honest about it i think they're going to do a lot of uh Talk about discussion about the whole all the sex allegations and the hush money and all that kind of shit. Real sports in in general, like I can't speak to the quality of the piece yet because it hasn't aired and I don't know if it's even necessarily been completely made yet. But they usually do a really good job. They talk about like concussions and CTE and the NFL and shit and all kinds of different, you know, issues around the sports world. They're usually pretty level in their journalism. They actually do like real work. It's not. Like fucking ESPN, where they just talk about bullshit all day. Mm.
2: I guess we will just have to wait and find out, sir. The only way we mm-hmm. can do it. Um, but uh, yeah, so some way, somehow, we're going to get some sort of story about Vince McMahon. Another one. I'll, I'm I'm always curious to see how they uh, what light they show him, in. so I'm always curious to see these little pieces they do on uh, on Vince. Um, so I guess we'll see what's going to happen with that bad boy um, when it comes out. Um, and let's see. Like I said, I don't really have too much. Like I said, I was so out of everything. And it took me three fucking days to recover from vacation. I told you, I'm getting too old for this shit, man. Mm -hmm. This whole driving and vacation. But, um, I I mean, since we had just mentioned the uh, Titus O'Neil thing, I guess we can go ahead and talk a little bit about Raw. A report came out the other day, Smart, that um, Raw was going to be possibly... Moving to to, two thousand to TV fourteen rating again, so people are losing their minds. The PG era is over. Blah 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 blah. No. 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 Let's let's not lose our minds because of stockholders, because of investors, because of sponsors because of being a publicly traded company the first time they do something and a one sponsor goes up there and complains they're going to back down one fucking uh, uh advocate group goes out and does something they're going to back down trust me you're not going to see anything crazy you're not they may curse a little you might get to see a little bit of blood um, now, uh, see Sean, it wasn't a completely false report. They said the report went out a little too early is what I had heard. Um, because truthfully, as of right now, if you go on peacock, SummerSlam right now is does have a to a TV 14 rating right now. it does. What does that mean? I don't think very much. Um, so, smart I'll just ask you the, the main question, I guess. And do you really think them going TV-14 would make a difference?
3: Yes, but, like not in terms of actual quality of product. I think it'll help boost their ratings because you're going to get people that are going to think things are going to change to be different. And it's probably just going to be the same thing that it always is. It's just occasionally somebody will say the word shit or ass, but you will still get people tuning in because they think the attitude era is coming on back.
2: All right. So you're going to get the initial boost, which they always love, but I don't, I mean, the folks, we're not getting Braun panties matches back. No, it's not gonna happen. And I know you can sit there and go, Oh, all these all these bad shows that are on cable, late night television, they've they've all got sponsors. Yeah, I know. But you know, look what stations they're on. They're on actual cable stations like Comedy Central and shit like that. But I don't think you're gonna get anything too different than what we've gotten before. I mean, you can hear him say "ass" and "shit" right now on Raw every now and then. I don't. I just don't think we're gonna get anything different. I think it's gonna be the same shit. And I think everyone losing their mind, thinking the old PG era is dead. No, it's not. No, it's not. And I, I, I definitely get what you're saying, Sean. And I agree with that. It should be. After 10 Eastern, it should get a little more raunchy. That's when we used to get, you know, Raw is War back then. And well, yeah, because it came on an hour later.
3: Yeah, there was Raw's War and there was War Zone. Right. They were two separate
2: hours, but they they branded them differently. Um,
3: That's a good point that he makes, though, because he's saying that things aren't going to get that much more risky. Or risk K, if you will, with uh, Vince and all of his allegations going on right now. So, probably not going to get anything too racy or provocative in, in that front. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, don't expect the return of bra and panties matches.
2: Or maybe Vince wants to go out there and start uh, tongue and divas again.
3: Mm, perhaps.
2: perhaps. Uh, hey, you never know. You never <laughs> know with Vince McMahon what's going to happen. So, hush money in the bank. Yeah, exactly. But uh I don't know, man. I just don't think it's going to make a huge difference. I think it may make a quick like like you said just kind of a quick ratings bump. People are going to expect something to change and I just don't think you're going to get much more edgy of a program. You I mean, Jesus Christ, this company won't even say a bloodbath. It's a brood bath. Mm. This company was, uh, they wouldn't even use the word COVID for a year while it was happening.
0: <laughs> yes,
3: while multiple people on their roster were not on television because they had these
2: times. Disease. Yeah. I mean, it, it took the, literally, it took Drew McIntyre finally getting COVID while he was championed for them to acknowledge that it was existing in the world. Mm-hmm. So... I just think that this is all I uh, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I heard the, the the little memo got leaked and it was put out early anyway. And uh, I don't know. I don't think we're going to get anything big because of it. I guess we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens, I guess, in SummerSlam. But even then, y'all got to remember, SummerSlam is a, uh, pay-per-view or whatever a special event, whatever you want to fucking call it now. Premium live event, I think is yeah, the... yeah. Dude. What the fuck ever that means. So they always get a little more risky, risque, as Smart said. Um on their premium live event. <laughs> Can't even say that with straight face. Mm -hmm. they've always gotten a little more risky on those, they do a little more because they can and don't let that surprise you but I'm telling you you're not going to get Braun Panties matches you're not going to get these crazy storylines I think the most you might get is a curse word here and there possibly some blood (coughs) excuse me but that's about it (coughs) excuse me Yeah, my problem It wasn't that it wasn't
3: edgy enough or provocative enough. It was just a total and complete lack of imagination in terms of creative and just the same matches being repeated ad nauseum. And I I kind of am planning tentatively to watch SummerSlam. But even that, it's going to be main evented by Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for like the 800th time. It's like par and parcel of what I'm talking about. It's the same fucking matches over and over and over and over and over again. Summerslam's going to be interesting, though, because they're doing it in Nashville uh, from Nissan Stadium. I've been there a couple of times. It's a real nice stadium. It's an outdoor stadium. So that's going to be interesting because it's going to be in Tennessee, outdoor stadium in August, fucking peak summer. So going to present a lot of interesting challenges that i don't know if they have necessarily accounted for
0: there's a potential
3: because it it rains almost all the time (laughs) sometimes depending on what week it is sometimes you won't get it for two or three weeks sometimes we'll get it for a fucking week straight and if it's not raining it's 98 degrees with a fucking heat index of 107 so pick your poison on that that's going to present some interesting challenges i think
2: yeah exactly that is gonna be interesting because it's gonna be fucking hot, like you just said. But um, you know what? Sean sent me the um the uh Titus O'Neill thing, I guess since we're kind of it, it was odd timing with that thing going out and everything going on. Uh what's going on, Chris? Um that Titus O'Neill came out and made this uh little PSA or speech and I love he sent me two copies Sean did one of them is the 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 thing the little promo he did and the second one is Raw's edited version that their high their their headline is Titus O'Neill is proud to be a WWE global ambassador awesome I'm sure he is but did you need to tell us all right let's hear a little bit of this let me get this going here on the old YouTube. Let me see if there's any ads. Come on. Come on. I literally could not get closer to the fucking modem. Don't you love internet?
3: Mm-hmm. Technology is indeed wonderful.
2: Yes, it is. All right, here we go. All right, here he comes, down. This is four minutes. You go through all of it.
1: When I came to WWE and became a WWE tag team champion and entered the WWE Hall of Fame as a Warrior War recipient, I thought that I had reached the height of my personal achievements. But unbeknownst to me, that one day I would reach the pinnacle of my success by becoming your WWE Global Ambassador. You see, I get a chance to represent WWE all over the world in something that I feel that we need now more than ever all over the world which is good will and there's no question that each and every one of us do everything we can to put smiles on all of your faces both inside and outside of the rain whether it's helping those less fortunate or Supporting our servicemen and women all over the globe.
2: All right. So basically, he says WWE is a safe space. We don't talk politics. We don't talk this. We don't talk that. Um, I guess they've forgotten all the politics they've talked over the years fact that, they, I, you know, uh,
3: I just look. Well, yeah, they're, they're not here to talk about politics. They're here to put smiles on people's faces. But Which, do you think he's dying on the inside at all while he just says all this shit that they force him to say? No,
2: he's just picking up his check. Oh, OK. <laughs> You know, I I have said that I think he's he's a great and I've called him the same thing, an ambassador for the company. And I think he's really good. I really do. He's a personable guy. Everyone seems to love him. He he represents the company. Great. You hear nothing of scandals with him or that he's an asshole backstage I I prefer him doing whatever he's doing to seeing him in the ring at all. So good on you, Titus O'Neil. I don't know what else to say on that. Well, there you go, I guess. There you go. There you go. But uh, I, it was odd timing. That little whatever you want to call it, speech, uh, PSA, reminder, whatever. I don't know what you want to call that. But the timing of it was well, very odd. Because so you had some people saying, oh, it was because scene. Vince had more. Uh, they found more money, um, which they did. So far, it's what, 12000000 million they've found that he's been uh, been given away? I told y'all, Jerry McDivitt's just out there cutting fucking deals. He's just out there mm-hmm. cutting deals. Wheeling and dealing. Wheeling, dealing, McDivitt. He's just out there getting it done, baby. (laughs) Uh, Oh, shit. And yeah, like I said, they did find more. uh, They found more of that money with. um, And I hear some pretty ridiculous takes um, on what's going on. And some people are like, well, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are uh, thinking that it's this person and that person from 2005 that was let go. Why won't she just get on uh, the internet and tell people that it's not her. Well, that would break an NDA. Not one of these women have broken the NDA yet. I don't know if anyone realizes this. I think they do. A lot of people do understand this. They're finding the money. The women are not talking. They're finding payments that shouldn't be there. That's how, but these women are not breaking NDAs or talking. I got a feeling if they started, we'd have a lot more payouts that we don't know about yet.
3: I mean, if they, like, if they were involved and they were the person from these reports or whatever, why would they want to come out and say that? Like, you're just opening yourself up to being feasted upon by the internet. I mean,
2: and... And if you weren't Why would you want to come out and say that Why would you even dignify it I'm with you dude I wouldn't even dignify it And again if it was you You're Don't break the NDA Again not one woman has broken NDA yet Not yet So They just keep finding payment And they're going to keep doing it Getting audited is not fun dude (laughs) Especially when you're a billion dollar company. Um, I, I, again, I I don't know who's leaking this stuff to the board because this was, but I don't know. Maybe his name rhymes with Shaman. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what if this was all this shit like MLW was talking about? They're I don't know. Like, don't, and they're just like, do we're warning you, don't flex on us."
2: Yeah, we told you. Maybe, you, you know what, maybe it's, uh maybe Kevin Dunn is, he's, he's, he sees Vince going, you know, Stephanie hates him. He's like, fuck it, I might as well bust them all. I don't really think he would do that. I think that guy is too <laughs> much of a loyalist. What?
3: Listen, why do all these random anonymous reports we keep getting why do they all have bite marks on paper? <laughs> they all look like Oh my god, I just got like the mental image of like Kevin Dunn presenting video evidence and like you just can't see anything because the camera keeps fucking shaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus
2: Christ. Yeah, yeah, like
3: Christopher Kane says, the women talk to their friends and then the friends talk to
2: the press. Oh, well, that happens. That, But see, and it, even that is breaking an NDA. You're not supposed to tell your friends what happened with a non-disclosure agreement. You're supposed to shut the fuck up and not say a word. Say nothing. It never happened. Forget it happened. So that would still technically be breaking an NDA. But uh, I don't know. You have to prove all that shit. So it's not that easy at all. But, uh, all right, what else do we. Oh, shit, I went through all my news. Um, luckily, you've got some, though. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> speaking
3: of <laughs> potential legalities, <laughs> a longtime friend of the show, Michael Elgin, has mm. found himself in hot water. <laughs> Michael Elgin has reportedly been arrested in Japan. Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net reported that Elgin was arrested last weekend in Japan for stealing, get ready for this, protein powder, and has remained in jail since. The report noted that Elgin could face up to five years in jail. Elgin was on tour with Pro Wrestling Noah, where he was one half of the GHC Tag Team Champions. On July 9th, Noah announced that Elgin would be unable to compete in the upcoming card. (laughs) On July 12th, they announced that Elgin would miss the Bakaden Hall event for July 16th, and the titles were vacated as a result. Timothy Thatcher, ah, that's what happened to him, and Hideki Suzuki ended up winning the titles, defeating Kitama and Yoshaki. I'm sure that's how you pronounce their names. Got it right first time every time. Prior to returning to Noah in April, Uggen had only wrestled sporadically since 2020. I wonder why that is. (laughs) Following speaking out... Oh, there it is. Following speaking out allegations made against him. He was previously worked for Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and Impact Wrestling before his <laughs> nose dived. That's not in the article. That's just an editorial comment.
2: No. <laughs> and um, allegations is a little tough to use for him. There were texts published that <laughs> yeah. were um, so less allegations more so proof. Yeah, this guy's a really just a basically a piece of shit. Um, no wonder he was the GHB tag team or GHC tag team champions. Champion too. (laughs) Um. Now, (laughs) I did read he's already back in the states. Somehow he was let go from this. I don't know if maybe I can. What? Go ahead,
3: please. Can explain that? You see, in jail cells, they have metal bars. Ah. and you were of a certain stature, you could just kind of slip right on through
2: them. Oh, I don't, like, he just snuck out. I got you.
3: Yes, he is so small that he can he can get through the bars. This is a joke. Anyways,
2: go ahead. You'd figure they would make him smaller in Japan. <laughs> you would think so, yes. <laughs> that was awful. That was so bad. Me. <laughs> I went along with it. I understand. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Um, Oh, my God. I'm really trying to think of something creative, something good to say, but all I can say is this guy is just a fucking piece of junk, a piece of garbage, a piece of shit. My God, he's a piece of Conrad. Uh, (laughs) Let's put it that way. I just think that I mean this was stupid. What is he stealing protein powder for? What are you doing? What are you doing? Mind blowing. Mind blowing. And I don't know, maybe he put it in his, yeah, I mean, did he put it in his pocket while he was walking around the store? Did he uh did he put it in his backpack? He put it down his pants when he was walking through. What, what? What did he do? Is there any more information on this? Is what I need to know.
3: Well, I think he was sort of easy to spot because they they saw him like using a stepladder to climb to the middle shelf of the store.
2: <laughs> Again, you'd think they would have stuff on lower shelves around there.
3: <laughs> well, you, you put things on the top shelf, and Elgin's not getting to. It.
2: Neither are most Japanese is what I'm saying Smart.
3: Well, yeah, I'm I'm trying to be a little bit more like compressed With who I'm making fun of You're going after an entire nation of people
2: I would I appreciate the um, You know, the sort of ingenuity of that But uh, Look, I'm Not saying anything here that's, you know Hasn't been proven by facts uh, n- Neither are you Elgin is small he probably did need a stepladder to get to the second shelf. But I, I, okay. There is a lot of things you could steal. But first of all, why would you steal in Japan? Because they are another country known for having lots of surveillance. Like we are. Uh, you know, We have tons of surveillance too. We have, you know, All kinds of cams everywhere But They're not as Lenient On crimes as we are in America They're actually Pretty Strict when it comes to even stealing Over there So why would you do this At all And how is he already On his way back I don't know Maybe they because
3: do the does not want him. Just
2: fucking hate <laughs> I'm sorry. You know,
3: I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to the public execution of Michael Elgin, but I feel like that might be a little much.
2: I mean, the I'm not, I mean, the punishment may not fit the crime, but <laughs> I, I have never actually wished death on someone. I apologize. I have never done that. But this guy is just stupid, and I'm sorry. He's just a piece of garbage. He treats women like shit. Um, As we've seen Read m- more than One time have we read comments From this guy by the way smart so I just like the idea you know.
3: of him hung, and his feet Are like dangling one foot off the ground <laughs> do, do they make fucking do they make like Devices like that for children because you're Gonna have to use that on them
2: uh, Just get a fucking just get A shorter piece of rope <laughs> He's got a fucking Spongebob
3: is on his rope, like how they have like little cartoons and kids' band-aids. They just
2: use one of Spongebob's legs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, shit. Oh, alright. I can't believe I said that and the fact that we actually kept going with it. Um, I don't know. I, I really have nothing to say on this. It's baffling why anyone would do this, what he was thinking, but whatever you got
3: yeah no i i kind of want to check out noah a little bit because they have a lot of interesting people <laughs> maybe not on their roster full time but i saw a, a clip of robbie and Dam was at one of their shows recently and uh-huh. he was like putting in work.
2: it work he looked well, good well when you're when you're banging those two women you would look good too my dog is having a doggy dream behind me in case you can't hear Ah. I probably should wake my- <laughs> up.
0: I, I
3: have to do it now. Uh, it's the only natural segue that we can make. Um, speaking of p- incredibly short people, Adam Cole will not be will not be having surgery to repair a torn label Cole has been working, or has been out of action. Rather, he's not been working. Cole has been out of action since the ADW and New Japan Forbidden Door. With a concussion, but had also been working with a shoulder injury, according to a report from Fightful. He has been dealing with a torn labrum since his title program with Hangman Page back in March and April. Dave Meltzer reported in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that Cole is doing therapy for the injury. His time frame for return is more based on the concussion he suffered at Forbidden Door. However, quote: Cole is opting, you know, to not um have surgery. I'm. That's, I'm, I'm reading as Malta would talk. Cole is opting to not have surgery on his torn labrum. He's doing therapy for it. The time frame for his return is based more on the recovery from his concussion. We are told he is faring better in that regard. I like how they basically just repeated what they said in the previous paragraph. Uh-huh. Following Double or Nothing in May, AEW announced that Cole was injured and removed from the 10-man tag team match scheduled for that week's Dynamite. He wouldn't wrestle again until Forbidden Door.
2: Well I am um, okay. I mean I'm that that sucks that he got the concussion but I think we all saw that and knew it was kind of we we saw when it happened and what happened and kind of guessed he was going to at least have a concussion from that. And um you know hopefully he can not have surgery and recover. A lot of people are Trying to do therapy instead of go for the surgery, and because a lot of people are finding out the surgeries, man, you can be worse off after the surgeries, mm. yeah. I you know, you know, man, people I've talked to that I mean, that because I'm my knee is horrible and I'll mention it, they're like, Don't get the surgery, it's worse after it can mind. be for sure, yeah. So, I don't know, man. Hopefully, he uh. He's back sooner than later, though. Indeed.
0: I got all
3: nothing. right. So we have uh, one story that's AEW related. We're going to save that and transition into AEW shortly. Um, we do talk about sometimes some things that are real downers talk about death we talk about sexual assault allegations and suicide and all kinds of manner of dark things and unfortunately it's in the news so we got to talk about it let's just do our best to get this over with i know it's one of the sadder things that we've ever had to talk about mm-hmm. um, this is from the observer though she hasn't wrestled since her AEW departure brandy rhodes career isn't over right. <laughs> <be> like whilst well, <sighs> to muscle and fitness for a profile on how she stays fit through motherhood so inspirational Brandy confirmed that she plans on wrestling again Brandy said when and where she makes her return remains to be seen but she hopes everyone is happy and proud when the return ha- happy and proud when the return happens I just want to read that again for emphasis quote I'm still training all the time Brandy said people can connect the dots and make of that what they will I will tell you I wouldn't be training and getting beat up laughs just for the hell of it so, obviously, I do plan to continue my in-ring career. When and where? That has yet to be seen, but I hope when it does happen, everybody is happy and proud. Muscle Fitness noted that Brandy is a regular at the Nightmare Factory Training School. to funk. Last week, Brandy posted a video of herself working out at the school. Brandy and Cody Rhodes announced that in February... They were leaving AEW in addition to being a wrestler and on-screen performer for the company. I feel like both of those should have been in air quotes, but they were not. (laughs) Brandy was chief brand officer of AEW. Cody made his return to WWE at WrestleMania. We all know that. That happened. It was announced in March that Brandy and DIGA Studios were partnering together in an attempt to bring Brandy's shot of Brandy YouTube series to a television channel or a streaming platform, dear Jesus, God help us. Mm,
0: mm, mm.
3: <laughs> Christopher Kane just wrote, oh no. <laughs> mm,
2: mm. It's really like, um, that's necessary. And by and by the way, she was the chief brandy officer.
3: Yeah, I, I forgot.
2: Not brand officer. Um Well, the good thing is, uh, now that you've read this story and I know she is continuing her in-ring career, I can now sleep well at night. That has been on my mind for ages. Tonight might be the first night I get a good night's sleep knowing she is going to be back in the ring. I don't know about you, Smart, but uh, wow. Weight off my shoulders feel better. But you
3: I mean I you know it's it's kinda like when Danny Bryan came back.
2: Ooh. Mm. I don't know. This seems bigger.
3: Well yeah, I mean he only had, you know, like a potentially life threatening injury. She is a mother box fan. A mother and a workout yeah. guru and a television host, apparently.
2: Yes. Um so yeah, I mean this is uh This is Andre Hogan. This is uh, this is this is uh, uh, the the macho man steamboat. This is
3: in for a minute. You are just so overwhelmed with emotion that you are literally speechless at the implication of the return of Randy. Like it is just it is it's basically it's a Beatles on Ed Sullivan. It's a bigger return. There you go
2: special it's 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 Elvis Elvis on Ed Sullivan Mm
0: -hmm.
2: the Beatles it's uh, I it's so huge I can't even imagine but once again I do think I'll be able to sleep tonight now knowing um in my mind and in my heart that she is going to be back in the ring um definitely good night's sleep like I said wait lifted off the shoulders. Uh I feel like that, you know, the the elephant in the room has now been addressed and uh we can move on with our lives now, Smark. I, I uh I hope you feel the same way.
3: mm mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean dude do, do you really need Sasha Banks when you have Brandy Rhodes?
2: <laughs> dude. I mean I don't even need Al Pacino in my life because I now know Brandy Rhodes is you know if if Pacino never does another movie I'm fine knowing Brandy is getting back in the ring if you know William Defoe never does another movie I'll be okay cuz Brandy is getting back in the ring if The Rock never does another movie all right, well, I mean, if The Rock never does a movie, I'll be fine. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you see where I'm going with this?
3: But apparently, yes. Apparently, the the long-anticipated return is on the horizon and stopping her YouTube show to actual television companies. So, so excited. Uh, that is true bridge.
2: I am so excited.
3: Somewhere out there, somebody is going to have to watch her YouTube channel as part of their job.
2: Um God, I hope you get paid well. Yep. <laughs> uh anyway. Good for her. I guess. <laughs> well, good for us all. Good for humanity. <laughs> good for everybody. Um Listen, this girl was being told to shut the fuck up on national television. I really don't think it's going to change. But I've been wrong before. So, Mark, if you have nothing else, I guess we can roll
3: on, my man. Yeah, pretty much. I just—I will say, it always makes me laugh that that stable she was in, the Nightmare Collective, bombed so fucking hard. And their initial reaction was, well, the one thing that's not working out about this is Awesome Kong. It's
2: like, yeah, no, that's yeah. the only thing
3: good about this.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they, you know, <laughs> they're like, oh, well, you know, let's put Brandy out there more. Yeah, great idea. Thanks. Appreciate it.
3: had to retire early because she fucking held that stable up had back problems from fucking trying to carry Brandy through a good promo. Well. Anyways, speaking of people who don't have back problems and are probably very strong, the former Harland Parker Bordeaux, Brodeau? How the fuck do you say his name, Box? Help me out here, sir.
2: Bordeaux. Oh, I'm sorry. Boudreau. Parker Oh, Boudreau.
3: Yes, Parker Boudreau. Now Boudreaux. it all makes sense. And these fucking French people. Anyways, made his debut at Tid Tuesday's. AEW Dark Tapings in Orlando, Florida. Ario Davari, now going by the name Ari, introduced Bordeaux Boudreaux. as a new recruit to this, this is going to be a McAfee McAfee thing, isn't it? To the Truth Busters stable he created during the tapings boudreaux going under his real name defeated serpentico he's off to a great start earlier in the tapings davari cutty was saying that his trust fund had hit and is now the richest person in pro wrestling he later recruit maybe he was uh, taking some money he later recruited former ring of honor star Slimy, who also made his AEW debut during today's tapings boudreaux was released by WWE. See, the problem is is I keep confusing him with Scarlett Bordeaux, which Uh. is weird for any number of reasons. Anyways, Boudreaux was released by WWE back on May 1st. After signing with the company in February of 2021, he made his debut in October of that year and soon aligned himself with Joe Gacy under the name Harland. After his release, Boudreaux appeared appeared as part of MLW's 40-man Battle Riot match that was eventually won spoilers for anybody who cares, by Jacob Fatu. There you go. How about mm. that? Prior to becoming a professional wrestler, Boudreaux was a football player for the University of Central Florida. We talked about him quite a bit back in the day, or a couple of months ago, I guess, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, however, uh, basically just being kind of baby Brock Lesnar. Like, he looks like Brock Lesnar's child. He has the Brock Lesnar haircut, the Brock Lesnar build. Tattoos that appear to be slightly better than Brock's giant penis sword through his chest Mm -hmm. But you know sort of the the Brock Lesnar aesthetic
2: Yeah he does he has that look and um, He was right in the middle of a storyline when WWE or NXT uh, Released him It was surprising I really thought this was kind of a surprise because You know he's got the look and everything that you would think of Vince McMahon would go for. So kind of confusing. This will be something. um... Listen, he wasn't in developmental that long down in WWE. I'm assuming he probably could use a little more time anywhere he went just to get even just to get used to a, a new or a different company. He's really only been in one wrestling company in his life. Right. So I think they'll keep him on dark for a while, give him a little, little time, and um, this could be big for them. I really don't know, um, but we'll see. But I, I this this could be a good signing for them.
3: Yeah, like Sean was saying in the in the mixer chat here, he was supposed to be the next Brock Lesnar. If WWE is letting him go so quickly, he must suck. That was kind of my takeaway from that too. We were talking about it is. They seemed like they were really high on him, and it seemed like they were intending to keep him around for a very long time and sort of develop him and push him down their throats whether he was ready or not. It seemed like they had big things planned for him. So this it was very surprising that they let him go. I'm well, very surprising. curious to see like what his skill is.
2: Yeah, surprising they let him go. surprising that they let him go in the middle of a storyline. And just like I said, he looks like the kind of guy that you know Vince would fucking love, but I I I don't know if he sucked or not. Really, they didn't have him in just this giant speaking part, so I don't know how he was on promos. And I did he ever really have a full match? I don't think so. Right, I don't know.
3: I but good move for AEW though, because it's very low risk <laughs> and potentially very high reward if he turns out to be anything of a Brock Lesnar caliber. Yeah. And they're just putting him in basically just a like random ass stable and like I guess he's gonna be doing dark and maybe some Ring of Honor and whatnot. So it's like if he completely shits to bed, you're really not losing anything because it's on shows that not as many people watch as you know a Dynamite or a Rampage. So you really got nothing to lose.
2: Yeah, I mean, really, he's a big guy with tattoos. All you need him to do is go out there, flex a little bit, growl, and you know, there's ninety percent of his fucking character right there. I mean, seriously, that's... I mean, look at the picture of him. He's basically just, you know, flexing and growling. What else you need? What else do you want? What else do you want? What the fuck else do you want, Smark? Um, I could go for a couple of churros. Ooh. That could be yummy right now. Yeah. A little cinnamon, a little sugar. Yeah. Be pretty good. Uh, Anyway. Interesting
3: take from Sean. He said he has no hopes for him doing well in AEW because look at how badly they fucked up Wardlow. I think that's interesting. I mean, they seem to be doing pretty well with him from what I've seen. I mean, they put the belt on him.
2: I don't think they fucked up Wardlow yet. I saw where Road Dog um, said that he didn't agree with them putting the title on him, blah, blah, blah. He thinks that the AEW looks like an indie show. Um, I, Road Dog is a Triple H. Yes, man, I'm not gonna. He I, wasn't he begging AEW for a job like three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind
3: of like a lesser version of Jeff Jarrett, which is probably one of the harshest things I can say to about anybody. But like, he's he's trying to get that they have those Jeff Jarrett opportunities
2: to make that Jeff Jarrett money, but he's just not the same way that Jeff Jarrett's getting them. Oh, yeah, and uh, Sean, I did not see last week's Dynamite. I was in Florida. They had a change. Yeah, saw. well, he,
3: he I, it was not great. He did not look great in that segment, but by and large, I guess. I should I should have traced there. By and large, they haven't done anything bad. But, yeah, I mean, they do have kind of a checkered history with, like, using big men because a lot of their projects have sort of fallen by the wayside over time. You had, you know, like we we're talking about uh, Lance Archer, nothing really came of him being there. I guess he's injured again, potentially, maybe. I'm not entirely sure about that. But like the Brian Cage, everybody thought he was going to leave and then he resigned. And nice. now he's just fucking back in the he back in the ether. He's back in purgatory. There's just a lot of uh, they have a lot of big men on their roster, but very few actually end up sort of being fruitful for them, I
2: guess. Yeah. Oh, uh, Christopher Kane must be watching AEW. He said Brody King is, uh, losing to Darby Allen. Um, want to bet how much hmm. <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> I like Brody King though. He's he, they've been of him. He, he looks pretty good. And yes, Christopher Kane, Lance Archer is in the G one, which is not surprising. He spent a lot of time over there in Japan. Um, He's a well-known guy over there, and I think he'll do just fine in the uh, in the G one. So. He has in the past.
3: He actually had a, a really good match with uh, Bad Luck Fale, who is, in my opinion, the drizzling shits. So he did pretty well. Like he's just kind of New Japan Big Show. If that like helps sum things up
0: for you, <laughs>
2: Christopher Kane doesn't want to make that bet anymore. I wonder why. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, he said they're setting up Brody. Oh, Sean said they're setting up Brody King to lose to Rusev Miro. First of all, that's
3: not the worst thing in the world, though. I mean, he he's an actual credible talent,
2: yeah. You know, like I'll, they I'll, don't
3: have him out here, it, it?
2: really wouldn't hurt, it wouldn't. Hurt either guy Honestly Badly I guess it could I don't I know I mean just as an example They had Eddie Kingston Lose to Miro
3: And that did nothing To hurt him in any way
2: Yeah but You'll also hear people Go well that's because No one cares about Eddie Kingston Yes I mean you know But um Well you know I guess that'll take us Right into the uh, First match on AEW Fighter Fest week two, which I did not see week one. I apologize, but uh, like I said, I was in Florida. I did not give a shit about um, wrestling. Actually, I was driving back from Florida on Wednesday. We left Wednesday morning. Um, The first thing I noticed is some dude... In the front row with a sign that says Meltzer is scared of Mama Cornet. And I instantly felt embarrassed for that person. Yeah. Just thought I would mention that right there. Um, and yeah, but uh Brody King did take this match. He was uh, he picked up uh Bra- Darby afterwards, starts choking him, sting comes down, he gets Brody. Right to where he's about to hit that scorpion death drop, the lights go out. We still hear the sound of the mat, and then next thing you know, it's Malachi face to face with Sting. Brody grabs Sting, puts him in a rear naked choke. We get Miro's music out there, and there's a little stare down. Now, I'm not sure, I'm not sure Brody King will lose to Miro. That match is definitely going uh, to happen in one way or the other. I don't know, man. They're looking to put the Redeemer over pretty good, and I think him beating Brody King would be a a pretty pretty good kind of start to the a redemption of the Redeemer, if that makes any sense.
3: Yeah, I don't think we really talked about it, but on like that last show before we went on break like two weeks ago, he had a promo where he was basically just saying that he was like, it made me laugh because I was complaining about, like, the Young Bucks talking about how they have better matches and they better star ratings on their matches and they cut better promos and all the – like, using all these insidery terms that, like, sort of takes you out of things. And then on the ex- exact flip side of that, Miro was like, I'm going to kill all of you – like, I'm going to kill your entire stable and all of your spooky friends to appease my God. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that's, uh, that's an entirely tonal shift
2: right there. Yeah, that took a turn. Yeah, that took a little bit of a turn, but um, uh, I don't know. See, now they all gotten now. This whole chat room's got me thinking about who would win that match, and I mean it, it, it really doesn't hurt either guy badly. If you get Miro, although I, you know what I, 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 I no, it would actually hurt Miro more than Brody it yeah. would but- so i think i think miro needs to win that match again he needs to be if he's the redeemer he's coming back to you know have get redemption then he needs to start with a a good win over uh over a big guy like this which i have no problem watching these two fucking hosses go at it in the fucking ring at all so um, but after that, Mark, we had uh, the best friends versus John Moxley and Wheeler Utah. It was a good match. The uh, same match we've been seeing out of the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. What, I mean, nothing new. Nothing. It was brutal. It was a good match. There was nothing to brag about Moxley and you to win.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. They've been trying to, you know, get uh, a lot of people behind you. They've been pushing them pretty hard. Seems like it was more of the same of that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now I might've missed a little bit here. Okay. Um, I do know that uh rapper, Kevin Gates knocked out Tony Nice. Yes. But when I came back, I, I lost internet twice during this show. Once was right here. When I came back, it was Christian and Luchasaurus versus the Varsity Blondes, and they were pretty much mid match. So, what did I miss? I think that was it, actually. I don't think anything else
3: happened. Okay. I'm going to double check to make absolutely sure, but I think that was the next segment after Kev- the Kevin Gates segment.
2: All right, and I have to admit, I did not know who uh, rapper Kevin Gates was, so I I had to look that up. Uh, I didn't have to admit that, but I will. Now, I'm going to move on as you're looking that up real quick, if we we can always go right back to it. Now, Christian and Luchasaurus uh, were out there versus the Varsity Blondes. We had uh, Christian, who ended up pinning Uh, Pillman Jr. in that match and then suddenly we hear Jungle Boy's music and the crowd is very happy to see Jungle Boy singing his song to him he's got a chair in his hand and he gets down and he's face to face with Luchasaurus they're staring each other down, they're looking, Luchasaurus is tilting his head like he's a a little puppy and suddenly Jungle Boy holds up the chair like he's going to hit him And Luchasaurus stands right beside Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy runs in the ring. Christian runs out. They chase each other uh, like um, uh, Sylvester and Tweety. (laughs) Or Tom and Jerry, maybe. Well, there you go. Either one. They're both timeless. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what that reminded me of. The, I don't know why, but that last little part With Jungle Boy chasing Christian Reminded me of Tom and Jerry, so it reminded me of a fucking cartoon I don't know why
3: I'm Yeah, not... and it, it seems like It's just kind of disappointing, I guess That they're already, like, sort of Having Luchasaurus, like, as be Face again But is he? Nah, yeah, well, I don't know But guess, is he? But a- US.
2: But whose side is he on? He's the third man. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't have a problem with them switching him right back to being the babyface because I don't think the crowd is really into him being a heel at all. I don't think anyone cared. So I think this will be fine. I'll tell you what they really should do is leave him as kind of this evil luchasaurus but with jungle boy I'm fine with that
3: I think I, I, I think people just wanted to see him without the mask and maybe see his character change a little bit and I guess if he's unwilling to do that or that he doesn't want to do that they think it's not a good idea or whatever if he's going to keep being luchasaurus I guess it'd make more sense for him to be a face than to be an evil dinosaur uh, That that's pretty fucking wacky but you know whatever
2: Oh, can always open the door, get on the floor.
3: Everybody walked the dinosaur. Of course, of course.
2: Oh shit! I'm glad you caught that. (laughs) All right. So after all that, then we had Cole Carter, who they had been pushing this guy like. Fucking, uh, like the next John Cena was coming out. Uh, Cole Carter versus Ricky Starks. This was for the FTW title. Um, Starks did retain, which I think everyone expected him to. There's no reason to. First of all, I don't understand why, if this title's not recognized, why we're having a match on a show with a ref the timekeeper. You see where I'm going here? Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's just forget all that happened. And uh after Starks wins, he takes the mic and says, Hey, I got more in the tank. I want another challenger. Well, Danhausen comes down and love the guy or hate the guy, the crowd is really into Danhausen. They love this guy. So Dan Housen comes down, and he's all, let's go right now. And Starks is like, nope. Next week, motherfucker. Next week. As Christopher Kane says in the
3: chat, now I need a nap. That's how I felt about that, too. I like Ricky Starks, though, but I just feel like... I. And yeah, he is over, so I mean, I guess, to be fair, if, if that's what the people want, that's what the people want, but yeah. I just feel like anybody that's involved in Dan Housen is being wasted. Like, I just, I couldn't care less about this. I know I'm in the minority here. Everybody seems to love him, but it seems like a waste of Ricky Starks.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say I love the Dan Housen character. I I think it's a good character. I think it's funny. It's kind of got that... He's, if you really look at his character, he's the Riddler and the Joker together. That's, I mean, you know, he's got the whole, you know, kind of got the whole Batman theme when he comes out and everything. But he's kind of like those two evil characters kind of together, the Riddler and the Joker. And I think it's fun. I could see where it could also be very annoying to a lot of people, his character. So I get that. I don't mind it. I think it's kind of a cool character. I think it's kind of a kind of a good time character that you can have fun with, and him being annoying is part of his character, in my opinion. So, yeah, probably.
3: I just yeah, I think it's really my my issue is more of maybe with like his hardcore fan base and him necessarily, but they're they're always going to be one and the same. It just does this people who fucking just add house into things and then think that they're funny. (laughs) I find it to be just incredibly painful. It's like how everybody is just like everybody agrees that like the office is the funniest thing in the world. And they all just quote the office to them each other and they all like laugh and high five. And it just makes me like want to go crawl into
2: a hole somewhere. Now you say the office. Are we talking movie or TV show?
3: The TV show, particularly the U.S. version.
2: Never seen a full episode.
3: Yeah. I, I, I don't, probably seen like one, but yeah, I haven't watched either. I've but never, it's apparently, apparently the funniest thing that's ever happened on planet Earth.
2: Uh, saw the movie. I like the movie. I have never seen the movie either. I saw the movie. That's the one with Jennifer Aniston, right?
3: Are you thinking of horrible bosses? No. She played a horrible boss in that movie. Christopher Kane does not seem overwhelm or not seem particularly fond of this Kevin Gates AEW segment. "Quote: This promo is taking too long."
2: Which promo? What? Which, which promo was he on?
3: Well, it's the Kevin game. Well, it's first. It's Kevin Gates and AEW, and then this promo is taking too long. Uh. So putting two and two together on that one and just assuming it's the promo
2: where he slaps. Got it. Got it. See, I missed some of that, which I'm lucky for. Um, After that, we get uh, Tony Schiavone in the ring and he brings <laughs> out FTR. What was that? Oh, no, it, it made me laugh because it was
3: like, um, I, for, I forget what led, led to this. But he was like, oh, they were talking about Christian. They were talking, and Xavier, or yeah, not Xavier, fucking Excalibur, was saying that he was like a world-class scumbag and piece of shit, and then he was like, like, he's a terrible human being, he's a scumbag piece of shit, Tony Schiavone's here. And it made it sound like he was calling Tony Schiavone that, and there was just like this weird, awkward pause before Tony started talking, and it made me laugh. Well,
2: that's not nice. We know Tony's not a piece of shit. Completely. Um, But he did bring out FTR. And I'll tell you, if you got one other, any other guys that are over in this company, FTR is certainly over in this fucking company.
0: Yes.
2: Uh, And then, you know, they come out, they cut their little promo about uh, the whole ROH thing going down this weekend. And Dax had me fucking choking up with the story he told about his daughter with the whole congenitive heart, the hole and everything. My God, dude. I, that was awful. And obviously it turned out to be a great story with, you know, the that, you know, they found nothing and everything is, you know, the hole is all gone and cleared. But my God, man, it was fucking heart wrenching. That whole story about his daughter. Amazing.
0: Yeah,
3: I mean, I, I give them shit sometimes for not being able to cut a good promo, but it was it, it was a pretty decent promo. It, it at least made them relatable. It was something other than just we're going to fight to preserve the integrity of tag team wrestling.
2: Well, it it's like amazing wonderful. how uh, you know you come out there, you cut a you 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 cut a promo, which didn't seem like what he was doing. It sounded like he was just speaking from the heart and how great that sounds when you're not having to read a scripted promo and you're literally just speak from the heart about family and what means the most to you. Hmm. Crazy, isn't it? Indeed, indeed, sir. Indeed. But, uh, then right from there, they're like, Hey, it's time to get into some women's matches, Athena and Willow Nightingale. Uh, versus Jade Cargill and Kiara Hogan. Then we got a nut. Now, what if I'm correct? That was Jermaine Dupree down there with uh, Mr. H- uh, Hathaway. I believe so. All right, there you go. So I don't know what they were doing tonight. They just had a bunch of uh, special guest rappers down there. Um, Jermaine Dupri
3: in 2022. How about it? I don't know, man. But uh, <laughs> it's been a good twenty or so years since he's been relevant, but you know, God bless him for my still being
2: out there, I guess. Well, wrestling shows are known to strike when the iron is hot. We know this. <laughs> yes.
3: Hopefully Jay Quan will be on the next show.
2: Well, we'll see. I don't know. Heard they're trying to get Jim Carrey still. Uh cargo. How would I- <laughs> Be pretty awesome, fucking Jim Carrey as Andy Kaufman. That would be awesome. Uh, actually, I would watch that. Cargill Hogan won that match. It wasn't anything. I don't know. I, I, I'll be honest. Uh, right after that match, right in the middle of the thunderstorm promo, is when I lost internet again. <laughs>
3: Perhaps this wasn't such a bad thing.
2: I <laughs> kind of read that it wasn't the worst thing to happen at that time. I missed Jericho's entrance, though, for the next match, which was the, or the main event, which was the barbed wire everywhere match. Even Justin Roberts' microphone had barbed wire on its mark.
3: Yes, yes, indeed
2: because there was barbed wire everywhere. I don't know if you know what that means. That means everywhere you look, there will be barbed wire. Mm -hmm. Even on the microphone, which was the most unnecessary bullshit I've ever seen in my life? I got to tell you,
3: it was kind of funny and just how unnecessary it was. And then, like as far as I remember, it never came back into play. Like nobody ever got the microphone used against them.
2: Listen, it was a nice touch. I get it, but did we need to have the 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 microphone in Barb? No. It was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. I'm sorry. I find a few things unnecessary. That was one of them right there. Um, now don't forget this was uh Jericho versus Eddie Kingston, but we had J. uh the Jericho Appreciation Society was suspended in a in the air in a shark cage. Because now smart, I don't know if you know this or not. It's Shark Week, mm-hmm. which I don't, I don't know if you know, but they reminded us a couple of times. It's Shark Week. Dear um, fucking god, is it ever Shark Week? It is. And again, I my internet was out at this point still. When I got back, now I know this match only started at like quarter till so there was not a lot of time anyway to this match I got back Tay Conti was beating up Ruby Soho Mm -hmm. and Anna Jay had just run out threw Tay Conti off of uh, Ruby Soho and it's like what the fuck you doing what the fuck you doing and then Anna Jay turns and uh, hits Ruby and lowers down Jericho Appreciation Society. I know I missed a good a good chunk because Jericho was bleeding.
3: It's uh, honestly, and I say this as somebody who's a really big Eddie Kingston fan. It was it it felt super fucking slow. Like it felt like a really for like for what it was for the stakes involved and for the stipulation involved it just seemed really kind of boring. It seemed really slow and really plotty. And it just, it seemed like a whole lot of nothing happened, honestly. All
2: right. I can see that. I also noticed the end of the match looked very, I hate using this word, but clunky. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if Eddie Kingston was, uh, he might look like he really hurt his hand on Jericho's jaw. uh, Number one. I don't know. I don't know if he was a little loopy or what, but it seemed like he was a little slow in the end of the match there. So,
3: I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's that's how the whole match felt to me. Is it just like it felt like they were working in quicksand? It just it seemed like it was just very sort of plotting and just
2: uneventful. That that's a great way to put it. Like they were working in fucking quicksand. That's almost like it fucking seemed like exactly. Um, I I don't think I could put it any better than that. That's probably the best, absolute best fucking uh, comparison to that match. They were, it did. It looked like they were fucking wrestling in quicksand. Perfect. And I also
3: watching the canadian version of the show of course. Oh. Uh, I didn't see it, but the fact that they went to picture in picture during the main event and during a barbed wire match like was disappointing to me.
2: Do the picture in picture I'm I'm going to say it one more time they're taking advantage of us. They really are. Every match does not need to go picture in picture. That Brody King Darby Allen match did not have to go to picture in picture. Matter of fact, that match should have been very short. A beating. If Darby was going to go ahead and lose, why not make Brody King look like a fucking beast that he is? Go out there and beat the living shit out of Darby Allen. Let him throw that fucking kid around and look like a beast. No, they have to go to fucking picture in picture. Darby has to get all this offense in. Unnecessary. And I would have rather have seen the main event go longer and this match be shorter.
3: Yeah, and I mean, that that was my problem. Like, I understand that you have to do it sometimes because you have sponsors and you have to get your quota in and all that you know, good stuff. But it was literally like a 13-minute match. Like, when they started, it was like 9.47 or your time 8.47. It was like 13 minutes before the hour this point. So, like, you didn't need a commercial break in a 13 minute match. Like it just seemed unnecessary. And then I was watching the version of the feed that didn't have the commercial break. And if you're wondering what you missed during picture to picture, they both just sort of laid there. So that's what you were watching. If you weren't watching the commercial. So it's was just like, fuck, like, why are you doing this? It, if it's a 13 minute match and it's your main event and it's this big feud that you spent so much time on, just fucking let them go. Like, did we really need a fucking uh, Thunder Rosa promo that really didn't go anywhere or the fucking Stokely Hathaway segment with uh, the mean Mark Sterling getting or not the Stokely Hathaway, but mean Mark Sterling getting slapped? Like, did we need all this bullshit or the fucking guy in the shark costume? Like, there was so much dumb bullshit that you could have just had a commercial break during instead of the main event that was supposed to
2: be so important. Uh, Oh, I totally agree. I I do, but I don't know, man. They prefer to make every match seem... Uh, for some reason, they think a match seems more important if there's picture in picture. Right. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it takes me out of the match. I've said it before. I don't care if it's picture in picture. The picture on the commercial is bigger than the picture of your match. And my brain goes where the sound is and right. the sound of the commercial is what I'm looking at. I'm not even looking at the fucking match half the time. Half the time. I just pick up my phone when it fucking happens anyway. Cause I know nothing big is going to happen during picture and picture, even though every now and then it does because they don't know how to fucking time anything very well lately.
3: Right. Yeah. The only time I ever remember anything like of significance happening, and that's debatable, is there was a one match. It was Orange Cassidy and Jack Evans, and Orange Cassidy beat him during the commercial break. Yeah. And the people were just like angry about it, and they felt cheated. So it was like, <laughs> you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If you have something important happen during the commercial break, the pitcher-in-pitcher, people feel like they've been cheated out of something. And then if you don't have anything interesting happen, then, you know, people that aren't watching the picture-in-picture feed, they're fucking bored to tears for two or three minutes anyway. It's a lose-lose yeah. you know, sort of proposition. But, yeah, you don't have to have every fucking match, and, like, especially not the main event. Like, the main event should be special. Yeah. Like, unless it's something that's, like, really long, like how they had that... Uh, the cage match, you know, blood and guts a couple right. weeks ago. Right, like, right. I understand you got a break at that point. But if you're having a 13 minute, 15 minute
2: match, whatever, just let it run. Yeah. Or shorten it. One yeah. of the two. Either Again, not every fucking match has to go picture in picture. It just doesn't fucking have to happen. It's not worth it. It's bullshit.
3: Also, real quick, as we're getting ready to wrap things up, though I didn't mention it. It's not really a complaint as much as it is, just it seems weird. The FTR thing, mm-hmm. like the promo was good, but like they're feuding with the Briscoes and Ring of Honor. But then you can't bring the Briscoes on to TV because of the network exec that doesn't want anything to do with the Briscoes. So you can't have a B and a W. That's the story anyway. Right. It just feels weird. Because like they're talking about people and they're feuding with people that you're not allowed to see on your television, so it's just it, it, like it feels so weird. Like they're gonna have the match; it's not right. bait and switch, but it's just like you It's like, like like back in the day, I think it was like New Jack or it might have been Sabu, but somebody like wasn't allowed to be on television for a while on ECW because of like legal issues, and they could mention them, but they couldn't have them on TV. So it was like, it was weird because they would do that and it was just, it, was, it felt like that.
2: Yeah, that is pretty fucking weird, man. But I, and you're right. I didn't even catch that or, or kind of think about it. But you're right. It is weird having them sit there and talk about that and you can't get the Briscoes on. But I, I don't know. That's going to be and then, a good and it's fucking like, match, though. And
3: it's a read, too, though. So it's not like a situation where like you had to get the belts off the Briscoes. You already did that. Like You didn't have to do a rematch. I honestly wonder. Like I wouldn't be surprised if the Briscoes win that match and they just have them on Ring of Honor. I guess you can't use them on TNT or whatever, but wherever the fuck Ring of Honor is going to be, if they're, they're going to have a television deal or whatever, I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if they won that.
2: No, I wouldn't either. I would not be surprised either. Um, it'll be a good match. I mean, it, the first one was good. This will be another good one. So we shall find out, man. Yep. And, and,
3: and uh. promo they cut, uh, like addressing FTR. And it was pretty great because you have Jay Briscoe just cutting the serious, intense promo. And behind him, you have Mark Briscoe pouring chocolate syrup into a glass of milk like he's just sitting there making his own chocolate milk while Jay Briscoe is talking about how they're going to prove that they're the best tag team in the world. Yeah. And it's, it's it's a great dynamic. I love how just that's Mark Briscoe's or yeah, Mark Briscoe's role now is he just like he eats ice cream sandwiches, he makes chocolate milk. He just does whatever the fuck he wants to do while they're filming the promo.
2: Well, I mean, sometimes you need a chocolate milk, man, you know? it's just the way it is.
3: And it's pretty great. I love Mark Briscoe.
2: Yeah. Yeah, those guys are fucking great. I think they're money. I think someone needs to fucking just nut up and fucking get them on television. Um, I know. I know they're on impact. That ain't television. (laughs) I know it is television, but not everyone has that fucking highest tier of cable. So... Uh the point of Jade Cargill winning Christopher Kane is she is uh gorgeous and a big star for that company. Will be guarantee. Guarantee.
3: There I saw a lot of stuff online about that. She broke the Goldberg streak.
2: She did. She's at Goldberg. over five hundred days. Goldberg was at what did they say? Four ninety two or something? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um But uh, anyway, I think that's about it, man. Get this bad boy wrapped up. I'm fucking tired.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I have to.
2: I can't believe I got to fucking go back to work tomorrow. It's fucking, I'll bet it's over 95 degrees here still. And it's 1130 at night. Let's see. It is exactly 95 degrees at 1130 at night.
3: All right, you have me be, because I was checking the weather while we were doing the show, and, and it's only 80 here, but it is literally 88% humidity, and that
2: just sounds god-awful. Ooh, that does. But, I, again, I don't mind the humidity, man. Listen, I—it's, I, like I said, it's hot, and it was hot in Florida, too, but I loved it. I didn't bitch one fucking time. It's a different heat. I swear to God, in Texas, I feel like I'm under a broiler all day here. I don't feel like yeah. that when I'm in when I'm down there in Florida. I don't know the ocean breeze, the it just it's a little it feels cooler
3: than well, here. It will be if it's off the ocean because you do get the you know, like in Chicago
2: they have the lake effect. Oh shit, it's hundred and two where Sean is right now. Fuck he, Well you gotta speed Jesus fuck me running.
3: Hell no He's just on his phone in the Mixler chat inside of a parked car.
2: My God, I a hundred and
3: two fucking A. Yeah, that does sound terrible. My God.
2: How does your AC even fucking work? Yeah. All right. We can go ahead and wrap this bad boy up, which man? Oh, it's a dry heat. I don't want to hear the dry heat shit. It's still too hot for me. I don't fucking see. sitting there in Vegas in July the me It's a dry heat. Yeah, my fucking shoes are melting. That's not dry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fucking dry heat, my ass. It's not fucking dry. It's burning everything off. It's not a dry heat. It's burning shit off. Yeah, he
3: sort of contradicts himself because he says he's up here in the valley where they get the wildfires. It's like, yeah, that's that's how fucking hot it is. It's just trees start on fire randomly.
2: Yeah, they just combust. They just self combust. Trees just go, fuck it. I'm I'm burning. I'm burning. I'm burning myself up. Yeah, yeah, there's a Ring of Honor
3: pay-per-view this weekend. I think it's Saturday. I don't remember what the name of the show is, but they've been promoting it.
2: You see two trees just starting to rub each other together, just to start a fire. And fuck it, we're dead. Fuck it. Tree aside, I, I fuck it. We were we were having a party.
3: I was I told you this off air, but we were having a party for my grandparents. They shared the same birthday. It was in May. We put some balloons out there, and it was so fucking hot the balloons just popped like all their own. Nobody was around them. They just literally just fucking exploded. Dude. Which weren't helium, thank God, because that would have been fucking terrible. But just regular you know plastic balloons but yeah they fucking it's so hot that they just pop
2: well you know what they say about balloons if you can't take the heat stay out of the kitchen that's right no that's not right at all but thank you for trying to help me out there um All right, hey, Sean's excited for this pay per view, this uh, Death Before Dishonor pay per view. That's that's good, man. I either see people really excited for it, or I'm not watching that shit. Probably Um, not. There's really no in between. Like, eh, I might watch it. I mean, it's either oh, I'm fucking pumped, or oh, this looks like shit, and it's not even a real promotion. (sighs) Stop with that shit. Um. I mean, it's kind of AW developmental at this point, and I can see
3: that
0: argument.
2: I mean, I could see where you wouldn't want to call it a real promotion, but, you know, why? Because they don't have TV, neither is half of the fucking indie promotions out there. Right. They're real promotions, too. So, Anyway. We'll see what's going on over there with that show. It should be a good show this weekend. I'll do my best to check it out. I've got a fucking crazy weekend coming up this weekend. Um, But uh, that is it. I'm trying to look and see if there's anything else. I got nothing else. I will kick the music. Um, Anyway, I appreciate everyone jumping on in tonight. Definitely appreciate everybody coming on back since I was on vacation. Last week, but uh, definitely, guys, be checking out the uh, the high marks. It's Cheese Man, it's Mojo, it's G Wiz, and I can't believe these guys haven't started a show called Cheese Wiz yet. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Definitely be checking them out Sundays, eight thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. Be checking those guys out. And, of course, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. Check out them on all the usual podcast platforms. And, of course, Eric, Doug, and Daniel. They are over there on the EUP Network on Blog Talk Radio. Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Check them out on all the usual podcast platforms. And Stephen Milan. He's over there on Letterboxd.com slash Stephen Milan check him out also and i will be back this saturday night at uh 9 p.m eastern time doing something not quite sure what gonna see if uh see what i'm doing and i'll let y'all know go for it smart
3: all right cheese on sports returns monday august 15th less than a month away and in the meantime, what you want to do is you want to listen to Mojo and Dirk's most dastardly show. Dirk was in here earlier. He was saying he was torn between listening to us and a WNC reunion show, and that was his last message in the chat, so <laughs> we know who won. So if you're listening to this, Dirk, to hell with you. <laughs> Mojo and Mojo only. And also, what you want to do is check out Planet tour. Planet tour. that's Bobby Anthem, he doesn't abandon his friends unlike Dirk. You got Papa Dave Sincere and you got Yuck Nasty. All three of them, they're a trio there. They got season one, that's 16 episodes. Season two, we're up to 10 I believe and there are new episodes on the horizon just rolling down the pike. So be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode
2: because trust me, you won't want to. Alright. That's it folks. On that note, once again, thanks everybody stopping by. And we will see y'all next week right here on Wrestling Outlet. See ya! Yes.
0: Yes.